Peace be with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Verbum Domini, Manet en Eternum. Did you know that this fall, the iPhone is going to be 10 years old? Now, I've heard via the rumors that there's supposed to be an amazing new 10th anniversary iPhone coming out, packed with all kinds of amazing things. And even though I have no idea what these amazing features might be, I kind of find, find myself already sort of wanting one. Now, how old is your current phone? Do you remember your last one? Or the one before that? Ten years ago, there was no iPhone. Most people outside of tech circles had never even thought about a smartphone. 25 years ago, most people hadn't even heard of the internet. 50 years ago, computers took up the space of a row of file cabinets. You might remember a world in which you used to have to use a phone booth if you wanted to make a call when you weren't home or at the office. You might remember when you had to look up movie showtimes in something called a newspaper. <laughs> what do you remember about moving from the old to the new in life? The new comes along, it promises the hope of a new experience. Whatever is being replaced didn't last. And even if nothing came along to push it away, to make it obsolete, it still got old. It might have once been shiny and attractive, but it ended up unwanted, obsolete, or maybe even dead. Even the new doesn't stay new forever. In time, it's forgotten. It doesn't last. Today's epistle reading from 1 Peter is part of a letter written for people in need of lasting hope. In those early decades of Christianity, around 30 years or so after Jesus' death and resurrection, believers experienced particular suffering as the cost of following Jesus. And even they probably weren't yet facing the full-scale official persecutions that would follow against Christians, they still struggled with living in the world as members of the kingdom of God. Peter wrote to the church of his day to encourage his fellow Christians, pointing them to the hope that they had as people of the resurrection. Peter pointed to Jesus. That same Jesus that he had seen with his very eyes following his resurrection. Peter knew that Jesus wasn't just the next new thing. The risen Lord wouldn't fade away. He wouldn't leave his people abandoned. Peter walked, he talked, he ate with Jesus following the resurrection in those 40 days after Easter that he was there with his disciples. Peter heard his master's command to care for his sheep, to feed and nurture all those who would be a part of his body, the church. And even in those times when it seemed like the rest of the world would fail them, would leave them abandoned, Peter assured his fellow believers that Jesus would not. Jesus 
endures. How could you expect to live in hope if the source of that hope was something that was just going to fade away, something that wasn't going to last? You probably name a few things in your life that started out seeming good, only to fail, only to fade away later on. If you're someone who's following Jesus in life, you are someone who is going to experience suffering for his name in some way or another. You're going to be challenged by the choices that you face, the choices that you make. And that's not to say that people aren't going to agree with you. The struggle you're going to face, the challenges, will come by the working of the Holy Spirit as you wrestle with your own desires, your own inclinations. That intent to chase after the new. The enemy wants you to put your trust in passing things, wants you to base your hope on the shifting sand of the new because that is a foundation that will disappear and leave you falling apart. Two disciples on the road to Emmaus that Easter afternoon might have felt as if life had fallen apart. They'd pinned their hope on Jesus. They looked to him as the one that was going to bring the new experience of freedom in Israel. Then he died a criminal's death. And now his body is missing. The stranger who came and talked with them, walking alongside them, seemed to know nothing about this Jesus, so they explained it all to him. But then he explained it all to them. And finally, with the breaking of the bread, the disciples recognized their risen hope before them. Jesus endures. In this season of Easter, we get to celebrate the living hope that we have in Christ. This is a season filled with new life. In the verses that immediately precede our reading from 1 Peter today, the apostle writes, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. God calls us to new life that is lived in a holy way. United with Jesus through God's gift of baptism, you are a saint. You are a saint. Even as you struggle with the challenges of sin, the challenges that it brings to the choices that you have to make in life. Living the holy life to which you've been called is not about finding ways to be better than everyone else. The church isn't a museum of the perfect. It's a hospital. A hospital for sinners, for people like you and me who keep looking for hope in the perishable, in those things that don't last. Being holy doesn't come from continually running after the new. It comes from living in the word that endures. Verbum domini manet in aeternum. The word of the Lord endures forever. 
It's the motto of the Lutheran Reformation, a confident expression of the enduring power and authority of God's word. The motto is based on the apostles' citation of Isaiah 40 that we heard earlier. All flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. First appeared in the court of Frederick the Wise back in 1522. He had it sewn right into the sleeve of the court's official clothing. It was worn by the prince and the servant alike. It was used by his successors, his brother John the Steadfast, his nephew John Frederick the Magnanimous. It became the official motto of the small Caldic League. It was used on flags, banners, swords, uniforms, even on the helmets of horses as the symbol of the unity of the Lutheran laity who struggled to defend their beliefs, their communities, their families, even their lives against those that would destroy them. The VDMA logo and that statement have appeared throughout Lutheran churches worldwide and it remains an enduring motto of the Reformation to this day. As people of the Reformation, And more importantly, as people of the resurrection, we live in the living word. It is the rock that's there as a foundation for your life. It is source for your hope. In this 500th anniversary year of the Reformation, then, listen to what Martin Luther once wrote about the importance of God's enduring word in the Christian life. One thing, and, one only, and only one thing, is necessary for Christian life, righteousness, and freedom. That one thing is the most holy word of God, the gospel of Christ. As Christ says in John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And John 8, so if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. And Matthew 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let us then consider it certain and firmly established that the soul can do without anything except the word of God, and that where the word of God is missing, there is no help at all for the soul. If it has the word of God, it is rich and lacks nothing since it is the word of life, truth, light, peace, righteousness, salvation, joy, liberty, wisdom, power, grace, glory, and of every incalculable blessing. This is why the prophet in the entire Psalm 119 and in many other places yearns and sighs for the word of God and uses so many names to describe it. It is the season of Easter. Let's celebrate the hope which we have in Jesus, the living word made flesh. May the Holy Spirit open our eyes as he did for those disciples at Emmaus. May we recognize our risen Savior in the breaking of the bread in a way that never, never gets old. Hear God's news for you through Peter that you have been born again of the imperishable. In Jesus, you have the word that will never be obsolete, will never need to be replaced, will never fade away. No matter how many times you see the new become old, no matter how many years go by, you have hope in Christ that will last. Verbum 
Domini Manet and Eternum. VDMA. The word of the Lord endures forever. Amen.